Sundays are why I should never have social media, and you shouldn't either. Mm-mm. It's been ugly. We'll discuss the game and all the other shenanigans coming up next. <laughs> Well, <laughs> nothing seems to be going right for us lately. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Tonight is September 26th, ladies and gentlemen. And we're here to recap the brutal, brutal loss to the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday at 1 p.m., which took place at FedEx Field, which some say was practically a home game for Philadelphia, unfortunately. But your boys lost on the field, twenty-four to eight, and uh, yeah, wasn't fun. Hey, it's your boy Steve. We had Phil on the intro. We got Dev kicking in with us as well. So, without any further ado, let's start the show. All right, fellas, bad, bad day, huh? Just, just no fun. It, it really makes watching the game hard when you're not there. It really does. Uh-huh. Especially when you know you could be doing something, something <laughs> like something productive with your life, but you're watching like, no, like you could not let Eagles fans get away with chanting like, 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 oh my God, you learned how to spell. Cool. But why you got to do it when somebody's down on the field injured? True story. Yeah. We can lose the Philly for the rest of my life. I will still thank God every day. I am not an Eagles fan. I am not from Philadelphia. I don't care. Yes, I know my name is Phil, but I am not from Philadelphia, and I thank God every day for that. Phil, not from Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean the game started out promising. Not promising. It was zero zero going to the first. It was relatively, you know, it was it wasn't the greatest performance, but the score was it was still, you know, not out of hand. It was still. Defense is playing well. They were. The offense couldn't save, you know, get a first down to save their lives. Again, this is the, well, I'm not going to say the third game, second game in a row. They did the same same shit in Detroit, too. They just could not get off the field. It was was just horrendous. It was was terrible. But, you know, the, the, the Eagles really blew it open. In the second quarter, you know, twenty-four to nothing. Second quarter ripped off with a field goal of the very beginning on a on a uh, eight play, sixty-four yard drive, and then a twenty-three yard touchdown pass from Jalen Hurts to Dallas Goddard made it 10-0. and then AJ Brown with a nine-yard pass from Jalen Hurts made it 17-0. and then Devonte Smith with a two-yard pass off an eighty-eight yard eleven play drive for twenty-four-zero going into the half, and then we lollygag the second half again we get on the board with the safety 24 to 2 in the very beginning of the fourth quarter by deron Payne. props to deron Payne, and then antonio gibson with a one yard run after a 12 play 87 yard touchdown run 24 8 final score and that my friends is a wrap so phil would you want to share with this man you know, if you had told me the following, if, if you had talked to me Sunday morning, right, and you told me the following, hey, Phil, 
we held the Eagles to 5 of 15 on third down. We're going to, at least. We are going to hold them to 72 yards rushing. We are going to win the time of possession by almost six minutes. We are going to hold Philadelphia scoreless for three of four quarters. And Carson Wentz will not throw an interception. Terry McLaurin will have six catches for 102 yards. If you told me all these things before the game, if you just said, hey, I went to the future and saw this, my response would have been, oh, shit. Well, how much we win by? Seriously. Seriously. This was the weirdest ass kicking I think that has <laughs> ever happened in the history of football. Yeah, are I mean, we, are we getting about, beat? I, I, I don't know for sure. I mean, <laughs> there for three of four quarters, we outscored them eight to nothing, and we still managed to lose. By 16. One quarter. One quarter killed him. One quarter. How yeah. does that happen? I kind of know how the Broncos felt in January of 88. Nonetheless, for those of you who are actual fans, you know what I'm referring to. 42-10, final score. Yeah. But we scored in the fourth quarter that game. <laughs> I truly... I'm having a hard time grasping everything about that. I watched Jalen Hurts not impress me. I know a lot of people say they'll they'll throw the stats up. But watch him play. It's a lot of 50-50 balls. He's just throwing it up. Our guys just didn't get around and defend enough passes. I'm going to take St. Juice out of that. St. Juice had a couple of pass defenses. He was there. We'll get to him later. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to grab, just, just wrap my brain around how you can have a defensive. Realistically, three of those four quarters is the best defensive performance we've probably seen all year. All right. No turnovers. That's an issue but you hold them to no points. You hold them to five of 15 on third down. You take a team that is everybody talking about how they were going to gash us in the run. And we held them to 72 yards. Yeah. Jalen hurts ran nine times for 20 yards. Who was, you know, I want to say they were top five in rushing so far coming out of the year. So they were, they're a run team. Yeah. Yeah. I think our run defense is a little more stout than than people uh, want to believe, too, because it, it wasn't like they were trying to run the ball, and then they just went to throwing it because they were like, well, this isn't working. Yeah. One of the reasons why we kept getting them on third down was because we could stop the run. So, Jamin Davis, oh, if you told me Jamin Davis had two sacks, I'll be like, oh, hell yeah, we must have won this game. <laughs> Wrong. Jamin Davis is now like sixth in the NFL in sacks. <laughs> Why? That's awesome. You know, uh, maybe we need to start kind of, you know, rethinking some things here. Take away that second quarter, and this was a pretty damn masterful defensive game 
called by Del Rio. I know we criticize him. There was definitely more aggression in this game. They brought they, they brought Davis a lot. They brought uh, uh, Wild Goose off the corner, you know, on blitzes. They did a lot of things, and they kept Jalen Hurts from doing what Jalen Hurts normally does, which is beat you with his legs. The problem is, is that we could not get up and, and defend these 50-50 balls. And we had these weird setups where we had, like, Cole Holcomb trying to cover A.J. Brown. Uncle Holcomb is a pretty swift linebacker. He should not be covering AJ Brown. Um, you know, how does Kendall Fuller manage to get himself in position to get mossed at least once a game? He's there. Yeah, I mean, AJ Brown caught a ball. I think it was AJ Brown. It might have been Devontae Smith. One of them caught a ball. His hand was on the ball. The back of his hand was on was between the receiver and the ball, and he couldn't <clears throat> rip the ball out. One of those catches was incomplete if he got through a flag, though. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, honestly, I yeah. That flag was out before the snap. It was not on the ground before the snap. And that's referee discretion. So you know, chalk another one up to referees doing things to us. But nonetheless, yeah. we held him to a field goal on, on that drive. All right? That's been but don't break. Yeah. Well, If our offense could have done anything, if they could have sustained any drives, maybe gotten a field goal or something somewhere in that first half, I don't think Philly scores 24 points. And it's funny because that's the inverse. So last week we were talking about, listen, if the defense was – they didn't have to play – they didn't have to play good. If the defense was just average, we we would have been in last week's game. This week, I feel that was the polar opposite. If the offense was just had a even the slightest hint of life in the first half, this game could have been a completely different outcome. But very yeah, much, and and that's why I'm not like jumping to fire anybody because it's like I see it there. We saw a different defensive game plan. We saw there was some significant effectiveness and improvement, except for that one quarter. Right. But that one quarter, the defense been on the field over and over and over again. We couldn't get a first down. We were just three and out in the entire first half. Your yep. defense is going to get gas, and they're going to give up big plays. And and and, and you got to keep these things in mind. God, and people are not being rational about this. I do not blame this loss on Jack Del Rio. I blame this one on Scott Turner. Yeah, I agree. Last week, I think it was flip flop for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I blame, no, Scott I blame it on the offensive line. Really I don't know what y'all was watching. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that's pretty, pretty bad. I have no idea what y'all are watching, man. I, pretty bad. I don't too. know what plays you could have drawn up for three offensive linemen to get their ass whooped every play. Like, I felt like. Uh, Schwert, Schwert, whatever. Wes Schweitzer was. He, he was every snap seemed low. Everyone on national like, center. He's not. I a get natural. it. I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And then you got uh, what's his name? Uh, who played the left t- uh guard from Pittsburgh? What's his name? Trey Norwell came from Carolina. No, nah, no, nah, I'm talking about the right guard. Uh, Trey Turner. Cosme from Texas. Trey no, Turner. Trey Turner. Cosme's the right yeah. tackle. Yeah, Trey Turner is garbage. And Great then, uh, and then, 
and then Cosme got beat like he owed somebody money. He did. Like it's just it's like a horrible situation. And I know everybody's mad at Wentz. Wentz also about two of them ten or eleven sacks. He held the ball too long. He did. But, you know, nine, who nine, can nine, blame nine. him? Who can blame him, man? Like for looking around, being skittish, or getting the ball too early, which he did that sometimes too. He didn't go through his progressions. Too scared to get sacked, man. I mean, that's that's insane. But I kind of agree with Scott Turner. He should have ran the ball more. They it really wasn't like they were stopping the run. It's just that we didn't, and we gave up on it because we thought twenty four nothing. We had to keep passing. We didn't think that we're not going to play good for three more quarters. Like the rest <laughs> of the game was like they just didn't. It's like they didn't show up. And, and I mean, Hurst didn't even play well. Like, think about it, man. Hurst didn't play bad. He played well. But three of those catches were, like, crazy. Just, I mean, sometimes you got to tip your hat, bro. Like, Fuller, sometimes you just got to tip your hat. It's way better to see that happen than to see what we've seen the first two games where motherfuckers is running wide the fuck open. You know, yeah. so so obviously they at least communicated. They were guarded. He just made – he made at least two of those. He made hell of a catches. And Tough one, he play. was out of bounds. They didn't review. So it was still a good catch, but it was out of bounds. They didn't review. So you take those away, who knows what would have happened, man? Like, honestly, there was nothing else they did that was like, oh, my God, no one can stop that. I don't – I'm not angry at all after the game. I watched it. I'm like, eh. You know, yeah. you think about we played the game, no Chase Young, no Robinson, uh, no slot corner or, out, or no starting corner. You know what I'm saying? Three offensive linemen, two didn't play, and one uh, was out of position. position. You know, I mean, I, I'm just saying it's like you should win, man. If you're a decent team, you should win. Yeah. And so you know, why would you get shut out look at the three, other games they played, the Lions played them. We played the Lions better than them, honestly. And then you look at the uh, – what's the other game they beat? Who they beat next? The Giants or something? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, we beat them. So, it's you know – it. I don't think the sky's falling, man. I don't think it was Wentz's fault. I, I, I mean, he could have he could have played better. You could hold on to two of those balls. You know what I'm saying? He held on to one. You can hold on to two balls. But I don't think he was the reason we lost. I think we lost because we didn't protect him up front. And once you well, lose, Wentz was the trying. Line, well, Wentz after you was lose, trying. if you leave the if you lose the offensive line, man, nothing else is going to work. You can't you can't jump back and throw him back five step dropbacks, man. Now, here's the thing. One thing we saw in the Jacksonville game, Steve, you can attest to this. We moved that pocket a lot against yeah. Jacksonville. A lot of rollouts, a lot of misdirection. You know, Wentz rolls out one way, the play goes the opposite way. You saw none of that. Yeah, no, no you saw we had jet sweeps. Like I had, had no all kinds the of first stuff. play we ran was a jet sweep against uh the last game, by the way, against the Eagles. But I haven't seen any of that offense from the first week. I haven't seen no. any of that. Uh, uh, Sanders or Samuel's in the backfield, motioning to running back. I've seen it a few times, but I ain't we seen it against Detroit. Couple, yeah, a little bit. But I'm saying I saw one we, play yesterday. We saw a bunch of times they didn't give him the ball, just play action in it to him like a real running back. There was now we just see jet sweeps and tosses out the backfield. We ain't seen him lined up in the backfield like a running back. We ain't seen him do that yet. Right. I ain't seen I ain't seen Gibson run out split wide receiver since that game. I haven't seen. Yeah, there was one play yesterday where Gibson was a split out. Samuel started on the outside and ended up lining up in the backfield. And they give him the ball. He gets stuff for like minus two. But that was the only thing I saw. But so let's move on. Overreaction Monday. This is Monday morning. Morning. We're mourning the loss of our team. Let's go into overreaction Monday. So. Uh, 
Phil, since you gave the big split, Dev, let's start with you, man. What's your what's your overreaction for today? Our line stinks. That might not be an overreaction. That might be an underreaction. <laughs> like they are like guys. wild hickory nuts, man. They are horribly smelled, if you would. They smell <laughs> like a our defense smelled like a cave woman's vagina. Vagina, that must have smelled. That's yeah. how that's how deep it smelled. That's rough. <laughs> like a caveman chick's but JJ. That is rough. You know they have summer's eve in the caveman days, bro. That's how deep no. it smelled. Okay. Fair. I would keep going till you move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. All right, Phil, go ahead. Let's uh, overreaction, man. It don't have to be true. That's why my overreaction is this this a big chunk of this fan base does not deserve to see success. Um, a lot of these guys, you, you want to keep that those uh, that 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 you know, no summer's eve in, in the caveman days. A lot of these guys keeping some mass and gill energy around here. Ooh. Um, really, really, really. Shout out to mass right. and gill keeping those cooters funky fresh <laughs> for about fifty years, man. <laughs> yeah, well, we can cut all this out, right? It's not much. just like one of these guys. <laughs> Now, how you, how you, uh, here's the thing, and, and I know, I know this isn't the, the, the uh, politically correct thing to say. No, Seth, but how do you correct. let Eagles fans feel that comfortable coming into your, see, I understand, you gotta be a good host, right? You gotta be a good host, right? But you can't be such a good host that you make it appear okay for someone to visit your home spread their cheeks, and take a shit on your rug. Wow. And that's what their fans did from the minute they showed up at the field. Wow. Preach. It was like the movie Ted. Is there? A, is that a shit? He walks, he walks to the apartment. Is there a shit on the floor? <laughs> like, it's like that dude. It, 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 it's, it's, by the way, why we're on this subject, by the way, while we're on this subject, I want to let oh, you guys no. know what I, I found this today. I just Found this out today from a couple of people I know have been in prison told me about this. Then I Googled it and it's true. There is a gun they use in prison called a Glock Dookie. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Google a Glock Dookie. No, I'm not going to Google a Glock all Dookie. Our, all our loyal listeners, Google Glock Dookie when you have time. It is a legit homemade gun. That fires Dookie. They got extended clips. That's one nigga had a beam on his Glock Dookie, bro. It's a uh, gun they use in prison. I think we just found the uh, the promo clip. It has nothing to do Glock with football. Dookie, Everything bro. to do with shit. Let's go. Oh, Let's I need that. We're gonna call Heineke's arm if he gets to play a Glock Dookie. But you need to. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. But, yes. But no lie. But no lie, bro. Yes. Glock Dookie. Look that up. Craziest thing right. ever. It's literally, I mean, it sprays like a, the Contra S, like the Contra gun. It's terrible. Yeah. The spread. I can't imagine, like, people just, you know, they got some filthy MacGyvers in prison, bro. <laughs> you ever had a jail burrito? <laughs> best thing of all time. It's like the best burrito. It sounds like barbershop. in it, noodles. It's like the best thing ever. If you ever go to jail, ask for a burrito. Tell them damn sent you. He just says, we lost. Black Dookie. Use my code J A I L O. 
your half off of jail. Oh, your man. first uh, block dookie. Phil, what's your overreaction? I already said this 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 oh, fan base. Right. Like, and then they get on Twitter and they say and they get on Twitter, they get on Facebook and they say things like we should put Taylor Heineke in. He would have won this game. What in the world are you talking about? All Man, right. If they broke a six foot five, six foot down. Hold on. I, I called back. All right. So I have uh, a side of my family that is Catholic. So I, I feel like that I can call upon that part of me and anoint that Taylor Heineke is the patron saint of sub mediocrity. He's below mediocre. All right. And some of these people just pray to that patron saint. All right. If you think Taylor Heineke should be the starting quarterback of this team, if you think that he would be an upgrade over Carson Wentz, you are sub mediocre. And patron saint, your patron saint is Taylor Heineke. I have anointed him as such. AKA Block Dookie Arm. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear Taylor Hunt. If we have to move on from Carson, it's for Sam Howell. Yep. Straight it up. should never be for Taylor Heineke. Taylor Straight Heineke up. should only feel, see the field because someone is hurt and we have no choice. And in which case, turn off your TV because we're going to lose. Yeah. The thing with Sam is it's a it's a limited window, right? Because he wasn't the first round pick. We don't have the fifth year option. So after this year, you're down to three years to see what you got with them. Three years. So you play the kid if you have the opportunity. That's all. I that's I'm I don't just, want the know, opportunity. I want I'm with you so well that he just becomes our our great backup. Yeah. That the fan base will then want in because he's not the starting quarterback. Whoever is the starting quarterback in, in Washington, there's going to be a contingent that will never root for you because it's always the backup. That's why I wish you have either someone really good and then you're a terrible backup. Man, I can, you had a terrible five. backup in Nate Sudfeld, and people were trying to tell me he was a more dynamic quarterback uh, than Kirk I, Cousins. You can't name five quarterbacks this year that's played better than uh, Heineken. I mean, not Heineken, excuse me. Wentz has through three games. You can't name five quarterbacks that's played three better games than Wentz has. I mean, not counting last week's game, you uh, you could name. Uh, it'd be yeah, I'd say I'm Lamar. I'm not. Uh, I, was, I, take, I take a whole lot over him. I'm saying that you can't name like statistically, performance wise, yeah. this season. Oh yeah, in the first three in the first totally three agree. weeks. That's not he. No one's. That's not being that many people play better. I don't. I don't get the bench Wentz after week three because he's had one bad nah. game. Especially when he didn't have a turnovers. Like, what are you going to call a game when he loses and he has turnovers? What's that kind of feel like? You know what I'm saying? All hell breaks he had loose. fumbles. We're talking about interceptions. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, man. Yeah, I, he fumbled the ball because he's out there trying to do something and the line just collapsed. Well, that, that's always been my, my big thing on Wentz, and he's proved me right so far that he never gives up. Like, sometimes, dude, throw the fucking ball away. You know what I'm saying? Like, throw it away. Like, make a decision, throw it away. He's always trying to wait on the play to develop. Gets him in trouble, um, but He's I like I like, I like Wentz, man. I, I I didn't think I'd say that. I thought I'd just be okay with it, but I actually like him. I'm rooting for him mostly because everyone's not. Well, here's the other one. I've here, here's from the land of people who want to shit on Wentz. Here's a couple of them. Um, I heard that Wentz obviously has lost the 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 offensive line um, because 
Heineke is more favored by the POCs on the team. And yeah. uh, because of that, you know, we should start Heineke instead because the black guys like him. I'm like, where are you getting this shit from? Where? Like, people make up the most um, in, insane shit. Like, I don't know anywhere in the world the where they sit in the boardroom and say, let's let this guy start because black guys like him. Maybe where, maybe where they make like high fructose corn syrup. Maybe that's the place they do that at. Anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? They don't really give a fuck what black people like. You know what I'm saying? Even black people don't give a fuck what we like. So I know a whole team full of white people don't give a shit. That's as crazy as hell. The sentiment of it is weird. I yeah. just, it's it's like the most in, insane arguments with zero, like not even zero proof, like negative proof. There's proof against your argument. All right. Yeah. Funny part is even even Grant Paulson was on that tip. He's like, to all these people saying play Heineke, stop, just stop, stop right now. It, it's it, you know what? To be fair, that's their overreaction. We're we're doing it right now. They did it previously. That's why it's an overreaction. I just hope it's not actual. Why opinion. am I overreacting more to the, the, the <laughs> people who follow this team than the team itself? After it's more interesting. Ball. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're not they, interesting. They they piss me off. I mean, it got to the point where like I'm talking to this dude and he is just being so soft and he's like, "Well, I hold season tickets. I go to every game. That's good for you." What did you do? What did you do besides showing up to make an Eagles fan feel less welcome? Did you tell him, "Hey, your quarterback sucks. I hope that railing falls on him again." Did you do something, or did you just sit there from the minute kickoff happened with your thumb up your ass? See, the problem is if, if you do shit like that, and then they trounce you, then it's just like, oh. I don't care. You go you know I mean? fighting. <laughs> Carson Wentz kept fighting. It's like, Dev, do you talk shit at every Madden game you play, no matter what? For sure. Especially if I win. <laughs> yeah. So yeah what, what, you, what happens when you lose, though? You, you shut up? I play again until I win. Nah, <laughs> I don't ever lose. That's the answer to that, actually. Uh, <laughs> like, that's me. Pyrex gods on Series X. I kick ass for free. This is a yeah. charity ass whooping. They call me the can man on Madden. Any man can get it. African, you know, Jamaican. All of them can get it, dog. Any man Parker, can get Parker it. Parker can. Yeah, Parker can. Rodney <laughs> can. All of them got it, dog. They know how it is. <laughs> All right. My overreaction, I mean, this is, a, this is a tough one. I mean, to me, if I had to go with overreaction, I would say the offense is falling apart. And, you know, this is an overreaction. Do I feel that way? No. But after this game, of course, an immediate knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, the offense sucked. But you guys kind of hit on a lot of good points. Carson's running for his life, nine sacks. Six in the first half. I mean, it's, it, what, what can you do? It's a recipe for not success, if that means anything. Change your offensive play. Seriously, call. just be dynamic. You know what? As much as I wanted to see Scott Turner down the field, if this ain't working, put his ass, put his ass back up in the booth. I mean, do you know when things open what was up? Was the offense like when he was in the booth? Things open up downfield when we went to a short passing game, because then the Eagles try to play a zone to keep everything in front of them, and it. Yeah. 
And then we yeah. have those plays and that, short passes didn't turn the big game. You know, and it opened up downfield. Terry dropped like two passes, which is weird. Jahan dropped the Jahan dropped the first down. McLaurin dropped the first down. It's tough. Those guys don't normally do that. So everything, every all the bad things that could happen continued to happen, which was frustrating. It was just one of those days where nothing went right. So like I said, it's it was weird feeling that this is the worst game of the year. You know what? Get it out early then. If that's the case, I'm cool with it. But I have this weird feeling. Like I don't know why. Maybe it's the optimistic family, but there's something inside of me that says everything went wrong. It's in, over. We're in done. A 15-minute block. Everything yeah. went wrong. Yeah. It can't get worse than that. Right. And the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league. And we held up scoreless for three quarters. You can be better. You can win games. You can hang with the Eagles. You yeah. did it for 75% of the game. Yep. True story. And then stop running plays that take four seconds to develop. Oh, God. Can't, Damn. After the I second mean, drive, after the second drive, anything that involves more than a five-step drop it goes oh, to the back of the playbook. Man. So Never to be seen again the rest of the day. So frustrating. All right, well, let's go over to the good, bad, ugly, and great. I'm interested to see what you guys come up with for the good and the great. So, uh, Phil, let's start with you. Good, bad, ugly, and great. The good, Terry McLaurin. Six catches, over 100 yards. Um, made a couple of really nice plays downfield uh, late, but we were trying to move the ball, and, hey, we had more – we got inside the 20 late multiple times. We just did not convert. We could have made this a much more interesting game, uh, which would have been fun to see. So, but we didn't. But nonetheless, Terry McClure, good. The bad. Um, Scott Turner's inability to get off his game plan until halftime. All right. You should have. The wherewithal to say, shit, this isn't working. Try something else. And you know what? I remember I think it was a second or third drive. Whenever we get started getting our first, our couple first downs, we rolled Wentz out the pocket. He hits uh, McLaurin for like, you know, 17, 19 yards on a beautiful sliding catch. We rolled him out. And I was like, keep doing that. Move that pocket. See what happens. You give Wentz that extra time. Yes, you're cutting off half the field. But you don't have to. His arm's strong enough. He can go back across the field if you need to. He can roll right and throw left. You can you can do these things. The ugly was the offensive line. As someone who is a lineman aficionado, and this falls back to Scott Turner too because he didn't do anything to help this line. It was, we're going to line five up. Five and- on four. Five yeah, on four. Or, or we're going to do something like we're going to have uh, John Bates out there blocking a defensive end. Now, John Bates is a good blocking tight end, but he is not an offensive tackle. Yeah, he got whipped like a chicken. Don't treat him as such. <laughs> Help out. You've got plenty of, you, you know, use your tight ends. Keep one in the block. Don't make it the same guy every time. Yep. All right. Chip guys, do something. There's so many different ways you can help out your offensive line. Run the ball, especially if they're getting beat. 
that's the ugly. It's just the offensive line, and that correlates to Scott Turner's entire offensive game plan. The great, <laughs> um, the combination of Jamin Davis and Deron Payne. Jamin had two sacks. Deron Payne had a safety. Jamin Davis, I, I remember, didn't I? I said this last week. Jamin Davis needs to just be smashing in the gaps yeah. all day long. Something uh, Cole's not did very that. good at. He did that a lot more in this game, and it was effective. Deron Payne gets that safety, swallows up Boston Scott. Love it. Deron Payne knows he's in a contract year. Somebody's giving him a contract, us or someone else. Don't waste that kind of performance. And we wasted a good defensive performance. If our offense had just been average, this is a close game. But so the great, those two, Davis, so, Deron Payne. So did, did they ever say what was up with William Jackson? Is it his back? Is he going to be ready for next week? Or No idea. Man, I don't know about that young blood dude. Was, What's his name? True almost, was? Oh God, yeah, that's the other ugly wild goose. Yeah, wild goose. What an awful name to have. I like wild turkey. Wild goose chasing everybody. Um, I don't want to ever see him hit the field again. I don't know where Christian Holmes. Is Danny Johnson just really that bad, bro? I huh? mean, he was practice squad for a reason, wasn't he? But man, every time I seen him play in the preseason, it seemed like he started that nickel in preseason every preseason game. Yeah. He, you would think that he would definitely be ahead of True Blood, or what that is, True Goose, what a Wild Goose. Wild I don't goose. know what I'm talking about. That guy. It seemed like he'd be way ahead of that guy. Well, I don't know. That's weird. The, here's the thing. Where's the, where's Jackson, the guy we traded for? Jackson. Um, oh, or picked him on waivers. We got Christian Holmes. Yeah, where's he at? He played six. What's the guy we picked up from the Green Bay Pirates? Or where we got him from? The other guy that cornered it. Why in the waiver wire he made the 53 the last day? I can't think of his name. I don't know. All I know is that Jackson tried to go and couldn't, which tells me that it's not so serious an injury. He should be back unless it just it doesn't heal. Did, did they not start um the boy at safety? I mean, because I guess Curl was back. Did they not play? Uh, Force was there, Force, but I didn't see him in the starting lineup. I didn't see he him had, with the, uh, when they had Nick out there. They had the three tackles. Wild Goose out there, but I was for sure. I don't know. It just seemed Forrest weird. I felt played. like he I felt like he didn't score. play. He wasn't. He wasn't the on the first eleven out on the field. But I'm saying in in sub packages, I didn't even see him out there. Sometimes, like they were alternating guys in and out. I mean, I saw Deron Payne come out on third down. I was like, what the hell. Yeah, so that was the package they sent in. Crazy as hell. Yep. Well, we, we stopped them on that third down, so I was like, well, okay, well, that worked. <laughs> Payne had a good day. Why, Payne's our best player. Here's year. the thing. Why Why are we not – why did we start some guy instead of Shaka Tony? Shaka Tony's the best defensive uh, backup defensive end we've got. He's better than James Smith-Williams. Yep. He's better than whatever that guy is – I can't remember his name. Begins with an E. Casey Tuhill. Eifler. Wiles. Milo. No, it was like I don't know. Effie Obata. Effie Obata. That's who it is. He bought up though. 
Obata had a good game, man. Uh, yeah, I heard Obata's sure. name was you need you know you're going against a team that's very fast and athletic. You need a fast, athletic defensive end out there. We got three sacks. I mean, I don't I don't think we necessarily played bad. We just didn't play as good as Eagles. We got three. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, got we got sacks. three sacks. Yeah. We we got three sacks. We just this whole game doesn't make any sense. Abada should have had four sacks. I mean, Abada should have made a fourth sack. He should have had another one. He let loose. So, it, all right, Dev, let's go. What's your good, bad, ugly, great? Uh, it's hard to find any good, man. Uh, Dig deep. Dig deep. Man, uh, the good was our defense didn't look terrible um, for three quarters of the game. Uh, and, and no one is – you know, we have a lot of out, people out that we depend on to be there that aren't playing. So that's the good. I guess the bad would be uh, same, our defense. <laughs> Well, the ugly was our offensive line, um, and the great was probably the ride home. Because did anybody else get hurt? Uh, injury wise, let's see. I'll tell you. By the way, Lawrence for the Cowboys just went down with a ankle. He's I don't think he's coming back. So hopefully, uh, Demarcus that at least a week. Yeah. Uh, injuries for the Eagles. Uh, Hassan Reddick and got it left briefly, but uh, their left guard Dickerson played. Uh, Kurt Williams is also out with a high sprain for like four to six weeks. Yep, I saw that. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't see any major injuries. Now, I'm looking at the stat line for Dallas. They are putting like ass today. Man, like, Tony I, Pollard is the only thing keeping him. Lamb, going. Lamb is trash, bro. I mean, I, I don't think he's trash. I don't want to blow the eight. He's right not. Way. But, he's been hyped to be. Man, dude, he just dropped another one. Hit him. Hands. Come on, bro. You know, like, they showed he passing the fear on him, though. No. That's just good defense. Look like he had hands in fast motion. But he dropped two, like, in a bread basket with no one on him, man. Like, the whole field open just dropped him. Yeah. All right. My, uh, my good is special teams. There's two plays on special teams that really stood out. One was a Jared Mayo. Just crushed a dude on a punt return. That guy got crushed really every nice. play. I felt like. <laughs> and then uh, Tressway on top of that was able to bury them deep uh, with a great kick. Tressway is just Tressway, man. He's he's a he's a goat. Bad. I'm gonna say cornerbacks. You guys said other things. I'll specifically say cornerbacks. And and he, he, we kind of talked on it for lots of 50-50 balls. It wasn't like the DeAndre Swift play where there's no one within 25 yards from before. But um, and then the great I'm gonna say this is something silly, but Twitter, <laughs> Twitter was great after the game just because to see the different reactions from for Eagles real. fans, from Commanders fans, from everybody. You know, hey. from it was just. I didn't reply. I didn't make one post. I didn't make one comment. I just scrolled and I was just so entertained just by reading and watching. It was fast. It was fascinating to see the different levels of emotions. And then clearly every, every level of emotion was covered all the way from <laughs> sell the team, fire the coach <laughs> to hey, we're fine. No one don't we, relax in my Aaron Rodgers voice. So that's that's mine. Yeah. Now you got to dig even deeper and let's go game balls. Uh, So dev. uh, Well, first off, I want to talk about one thing before I go back. 
let's talk about it again. O-line sacked. He, Carson got sacked six times in the first half. Uh, nine hits total. I want to say nine hits total or nine hits in the first half. The dude was just running for his life, man. And we already talked about the long developing play. So that just, that just cannot happen moving forward at all. So, Dev, go ahead with uh, with Game Balls, man. Who you got? Uh, game Ball goes to um, – hmm. that's a good question. I have no idea. Tressway got the Game Ball. He's about like he punted like 30 times, man. So, <laughs> I'm going Tressway Game Ball. Tressway averaged over 50, 52 yards a punt. He was eight, trying to help his eight, position. Eight punts. Tressway, guys, that's our best defender, bro. Our best defender is Tressway. It has been – Probably for about four years, and we just have. Oh time. man, that's so awesome! Okay, <laughs> any other game balls, or are you good with just one? Tressway is it? Tressway, Phil. All right, I'm going to give an offensive game ball to uh, Terry McLaurin because he tried. Sure did. And a defensive game ball to Jamin Davis. Ah. I tell you what, I've been hard on, I've been kind of hard on the kid, but at the same time, I've also been kind of, you know, caping for him as, hey, he's just got to be used differently. And we saw him get used differently. And it bore results. Keep doing that. I think we, I think we just found out that he's not going to be this, uh, Every every down, you know, pass cover everybody because his athleticism. I think that was the thing. He's so athletic that it was like, oh, we'll just put him in coverage. He'll cover everything. He's just not made to do that. But you know, he's finding a niche as a pass rusher. And I say continue. I mean, hell, it's gonna him pat rushing the passer helps the defensive line. So, fair enough. Uh, instead of giving one for the offense and defense, because that's really hard to find anything for the offense outside of Terry, because you already said it, I'm going to give mine to two defenders. I'm going to say Deron Payne for the obvious reasons. He got the safety. Dude was just an animal. And I'm going to say Cam Curl, first game back, didn't make a whole ton of mistakes. He had eight eight uh, total tackles, five solo, one for a loss. And it was good to see him back there. I just hopefully he, as he comes back into form, that he gets uh, he gets better, so I give two two game balls away on the defense just because I can't. Uh, before we close, I got two other comments to ask talk to you guys about. So I don't know if you guys saw the post game presser. It came up, especially in the midst of you know the knee jerk reaction of the media saying Carson Wentz had a terrible game, yada yada yada. One of the beat reporters, I don't know who it, not beat reporters, a reporter, I can't say who it was from mentioned a report because Adam Schefter leaked it that the commanders were all in on Jimmy Garoppolo and they had a deal in place until he had shoulder surgery. And I don't know if you guys saw Ron's response, but Ron came out. He was like, no, no, that is incorrect. In fact, he's like, I'm pretty pissed off. You brought it up. You're like, and they're pissed off because you brought that up or no, the timing of it. Like, wh- wh- why did you, you know, what do you, what's your guys thoughts on that? I think there was any, any, they were, they were definitely trying to go somewhere. He didn't want Wentz anyways type of deal. You know what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know what they were trying to do. Adam Schefter, ever since Ron pretty much all but called Adam Schefter a liar, you're going to see this from him. Adam Schefter's reporting on this team is no longer credible. Yeah. 
it no longer is because now he's going to take any opportunity he can get to try and fuck with this franchise because Ron called him out. Took a shot at his credibility. And mm-hmm. he lives and dies by his credibility. And here's the thing. Schefter is buddies with who? Bruce Allen. Shanahan. We know this he from the investigation. Mr. Editor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He, pre-screen my posts. Anything. Anything that Adam Schefter says about this team is automatically invalid unless yeah. someone with credibility actually says it. Yep. It ain't him. I mean, it's it's hard to say which national media personnel actually has some credit. Maybe you can talk about the ones who used to work here that now are in the national level that might have their contacts still, and that's still not that many. Like maybe Diana Rossini, but she doesn't ever really report All on this right, team baby. anymore. Kimes, I mean, he's national, but he's still considered like a, a, a beat reporter. He's a beat reporter for the for team ESPN. for ESPN. Yeah, like he's kind of the most trusted source if you think about it, but. I don't know. I mean, it just seemed kind of of, like level. Yeah. On what he does. I I, I will usually at least, you know, take what Kime says and, and give it, you know, actual consideration. I can't do it for somebody who I know is just, uh, you know, little buddy, buddy with, with the devil. Yeah. Bruce Allen's the devil. Basically. And Jay Gruden, little Nikki. Speaking of Jay Gruden, my last question to you guys. So Matt Paris on Twitter dropped a little nugget. I thought it was kind of cool, not really paying no mind to it. But in their first 32 games, Jay Gruden and Ron Rivera are both 13 and 19. First 32 games. So we're talking 2013, 2014 for Jay and then for Ron. Um 2020, 2021, before the season started. Jay got an extension at that point, didn't he? Not after two years, no. He got it after the third year or fourth year, I think. Mm -hmm. But So So, does that uh, that mean any – is there any credence to comparing those numbers whatsoever? Because context matters with those numbers. I want to give you some real context here, okay? What Gruden was handed – after he took over was the still remnants of a team that had won the division and was given somebody like D-Jax. He's given yeah. That whole team one. got hurt. That entire team got hurt. Hold on. Hold, hold on. And after, in his second year, we win the division and we steadily regress every year afterwards. Ron inherits a massive fuckery. Yeah. He inherits the disaster of all disasters. Right as COVID hits, too. And cancer. And cancer. And manages and all the off fields nonsense. <laughs> manages to win seven games two years in a row. All things considered, if you really look at the details, we should Ron has at least brought some stability, whereas instability grew under Jay Gruden and under Bruce Allen. We have stability. 
Now we have to have wins. This is I've and I said this at the beginning of the season. This is make or break. Where we go, where we move forward, how we move forward is dependent upon this year. No, I think this is gonna be our next year, big dog. Don't know if we go like two and fifteen. He is not here. Ron, Ron will definitely be our next year. Maybe not Del Rio, but Ron will be our next year, big dog. Yeah, he will. Ron's gonna I be mean. There. He'll get all five of these years. He's gonna get all these. He, five. he gets he gets some leniency. I think he gets he gets right. some grace involved. Man, he's a, he's the sprinkles on the turd, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's still a turd, like, but you know, I hate sprinkles on it. Might look at it a little longer. We need this is this is the this is the new the new one I've heard today from a lot of people. We need a under forty offensive minded coach like Sean McVay. I said, for every Sean McVay, you get two Lane Kiffins. Or Jay Gruden's. Or Jay Gruden's. Keep yeah. that in mind. Because the Matt LaFleur's and the Kevin O'Connell's, those guys don't just fall off trees. We got damn lucky. Kevin O'Connell's been playing staff. three games, man. Again, you know Kevin O'Connell you know, should be 3-0 and when he's not. Yeah. I mean. They had to come back against Detroit. They're going to get challenged for that whole, oh, they are going to be it this year. No yeah, Vikings, yeah. I got Vikings a nice division. Are, are underwhelming right now. You think the Vikings can come back and win the division? I think they'll win the division, yeah. Sure. Yeah, Green Bay's the Green Bay's sure. on the up and I, think, up. I think I think I think Minnesota does it, man. Maybe if Cook's hurt, you know, but Cook's man. hurt every year. He's hurt now. He got hurt. He didn't play the rest he of the game. Hurt. He got hurt first quarter. Madison came in, balled out. Yeah. Madison, what it is. But yeah. yeah, man, I think I think. This is a perfect storm for Kirk, man. He has the he's a perfect storm for him. This is a year for him. If he doesn't do it this year, man, he'll never do it. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere either. So we've heard that before. I don't think if he don't, I don't think he'll ever win a division and win it this year, man. Because because Green Bay has a very huge lack of talent on offense, man. They basically yeah, like got if if there's an opera, if there's a window, right. it's now. Right. Yeah. Because Green Bay's still making the playoffs, I think. I think they still make the playoffs. I just don't think they'll win the division. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is that there's a lot of that. There's a lot of this in the league, and we should be taking advantage. I wish we were in division with the Bears. I mean, every year we have this. We had the schedule lined up for us this year. I mean, it's our opportunity now. Like I had, you know what? At this point in the season, we're one and two. Okay, we're one game behind. That's what I'm saying. Worst case scenario, just took the f off and ran for like 40 yards for a touchdown on Cowboys. So they're up a touchdown. Go Giants. I mean. We, we all said one and two was worst case coming into this. I mean, not worst case. You had to be at least one and two coming to this point. You couldn't be 0 and 3. So we're one and two. That was a 9.8 yards of carry on him. Is Dallas week? I don't know how much hype if, how, how much hype we're going to get into Dallas week this year. Dallas right is going to lose this game. Their back's on the wall too, man. They are. And you know what? We know Cooper Rush. We faced them before. We faced, yeah. we faced Cooper Rush uh, the year we faced all the busted quarterbacks, the Ryan Finleys, the yeah. – or, no, we faced Andy Dalton, Dalton, Dalton and then knocked him out, and then we got Ben Denucci. Denucci, Ben Denucci, Denucci. Yeah, that's who we got. George Butterfuco over here. <laughs> that's right. Well, <laughs> fellas, let's break it down and do some shout outs before we close out. What you got, Phil? Shout out to my fan club on Twitter. <laughs> I love you. Come see me. I'll be at the Titans game. I'll probably oh, be in the red zone lot. Oh, I mean, if I don't park in the red zone lot, I'll be in the red zone lot. 
don't find me. I'm, 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 look at me. Like, like this is hard to miss. Six one, three hundred. I'm built like a nose tackle. Come find me. I may offer you a beer or a knuckle Maybe. sandwich or a knuckle sandwich. Well, it just depends on if you bring the same energy on Twitter that you bring in, 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 into into the red zone live. <laughs> See, Steve knows. Steve knows. I get. I, I get so like people think. Oh, you just talk on Twitter, Steve. How was I at the Dallas game last year? Um. Yeah, you were. You were out there. <laughs> no, you were. You were good. Phil. I wasn't as you out there. Jacksonville game because we won. Yeah, that's true. I was just happy. I was yeah, happy. That's true. But the Dallas game, I was. Oh. What Steve didn't see because he was behind me is that I almost shoved a Dallas fan down three three rows because he would not move for me to leave the row to get out of the stadium. Ugh. And I was I was like, it, it, it. something about this team, man. Yeah, it's Dallas week. It's Dallas week. Here Dallas we go. Week. After this, we're on the Dallas. We are on to Dallas. So hopefully, we'll see a lot of burgundy and gold down there. I I know there's a lot in Texas. There's a ton of Washington fans in Texas. I was stationed in El Paso. Went to the old Dallas Stadium. I forget what it was called. I think it was called Dallas Stadium. I don't know. Wherever it was. The one in Arlington, whatever it was called. I went on a Thanksgiving game in 2002, and, man, there were so many Redskins fans there. It was crazy. And I will say, Cowboys fans were super nice to me. They were so, no issues whatsoever. They were cool. I was like, I mean, we lost that game. We barely lost that game in 2000. I remember that. Barely remember. lost that hey, game. Hey, look, Dallas fans, Dallas fans. Not I hate Philly the Cowboys because I hate the Cowboys. I actually will put Dallas fans above Philly fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. Philly fans are the absolute worst. They're subhuman vermin. They are just, they're, they're prom night dumpster babies that managed to grow up. I hate Philly fans, they are not deserving of any success. Belong in a sock. Dev, shout outs. Um, shout out to Coach Udoa, man. Um, I would quit if I were you. For the Celtics Celtics coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would quit quit uh... if I were him. How do you cheat on me alone? Easy, man. Look, I don't care how good looking somebody is. It's always somebody else's you getting on their nerves. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, bro. It happens. Cardi B's husband cheated on her. It happens, bro. I mean, you know, J-Lo cheats on all her husbands, dog. It happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... You shouldn't cheat, man. I don't want to sit here and be like this. Let's, let's you should be not cheat. Here. But let's just be honest here, man. Let's just be honest. It ain't like he was doing something illegal. He was messing with a co-worker who was cheating on her husband as well, and no one's keeping that same energy. Her husband's the one who found it on the ring doorbell, man. I so guarantee I'm, you. I guarantee so you. I'm, I'm like, I'm like nobody's busting her out. Nobody's it's saying she's a dirtbag, but everybody's worried about you doing. Takes two, man. I guarantee you, Jay Gruden has you know her name. They're protecting her identity. You know what I'm saying? They're protecting her identity. She wasn't like attacked by Udoka. That was a consensual relationship that was going on. She should be out of just like him, bro. I would quit though. They said they got him. They said they got this guy unemployed and suspended. They said they got him suspended. They may end up firing him because it's a fireable offense. So you mean to tell me I'm suspended until y'all decide to fire me or not? I would quit. He'll have a new job tomorrow. He would have a new job tomorrow. He quit. He should quit. 
I would quit. Hey, Nia. If Nia Long, if, if you want if revenge, Nia Long, if Nia Long man ain't mad, why are y'all mad, bro? Nia, if you want revenge, there's three guys on this podcast who would lay it down for you. Not me, my girl Cook. <laughs> I don't know, man. I care more about that. Uh, I'm just kidding. Girl. My girl, my girl would could legitimately kill me. She's got more guns <laughs> than I do. Yeah, my girl cooks, man. I'm not going to sacrifice that for nobody. And I'm not about no one. I can't leave Steve on an island, so he's. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe nope. ni- maybe 1995. Uh, you know, Selena, maybe. You know. <laughs> Oh man, I don't really have any shout outs. I don't really have a lot of shout outs for, for at all, man. It was it's just it's been a rough rough go, man. We gotta bounce back. It just you know what? Just be competitive on Sunday against Dallas. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Win. No, 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 win. Don't win. win. Yes. win. Just, just I don't care win. if I play like ass, just win. Just win. No, like quick shout out. I'll give a shout out to Terrence, man. Our guest we had on Thursday. He was cool. He he predicted twenty four to I don't know, 13, something like that. Yeah, he, was, something like that. He, was, he was relatively close. Of all, he did 27, 14, sorry, of all of us. I remember it. I got mad because he said 14. I remember that. I feel like I Yeah, asshole. 27, 14. He was the closest one. Everyone else had – we had 40s, 24s. I had 37, 33. Phil had 33, 31. Corey had 34, 35, 24. Yam had 24, 21. Dev had 40, 34. So we were all – we all thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. We really, really, really did. So – The Glock Dookie on this one. Glock Dookie. GD. I'll tell you what, we need to fire off all the Glock Dookies on Dallas on Sunday. Just <laughs> everywhere. Just we did an offensive formation called Glock Dookie. Brown ropes just flying everywhere, you know. Just brown <laughs> ropes, yellow ropes, all over it. That was gross. Hey, if you if you've lasted this long, thank you for <laughs> tuning in to this podcast. And we really appreciate you. Please go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also find us on anywhere. You can find all your major podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Odyssey, we're everywhere. Please go check it out. Once again, we will see you Thursday for a Dallas Cowboys game preview. As always, it's Dallas. We want motherfucking Dallas. Peace and hail. Soul Train.